everyone, I'm Jennifer Duck, and today we're getting grounded on purpose. This is certainly my most public timeout, and I'm not taking it lightly. My intention is to create a space where we can learn, reconnect, and grow together with some of the most inspiring thought leaders, colleagues, and friends who can help each one of us find our purpose. So take a timeout with me, and let's dig in. Today, we have a very special bonus episode of Grounded on Purpose. It's been a gift for me to do these interviews, and I'm especially grateful to have this platform to share such incredible stories. This next story is very dear to my heart. It's about a 13-year-old girl who overcame cancer as a toddler and has so much purpose at such a young age. There's a lot we could all learn from her. In our last episode, we talked with Belmont University professor Amy Hodges-Hamilton about her work with writing through loss and trauma and her unforgettable experiences with Dr. Maya Angelou. Amy explained how Dr. Angelou helped her get through one of the most difficult periods of her life when her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter Grace was diagnosed with cancer. After the interview ended, Amy said to me, you should talk to Grace on the podcast, and I was absolutely thrilled to be given this opportunity. Grace? It's so great to finally meet you. And Amy, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I just wanted an excuse to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love having you. So Grace, you were just two and a half when you were diagnosed with high-risk pre-B acute lymphoblastic leukemia. You're now 13 and in full remission. You're doing everything from cheerleading to musical theater. And I already want to be a pediatric music therapist or oncologist when you grow up. I'm really curious about the music therapy. So what inspired that dream to do music therapy with children? I just really love music and I think it makes you um, happy and it's just a good thing to get your mind off of something. I'd really love to give back because um, I just love to help others through what I went through. And when you were in the hospital as a little girl, is that when you realized music really spoke to you and helped you through those hard times? Yes, I loved music. It was just really fun and just a thing to change the subject, I guess. And this is something you still do. I mean, you still go to the hospital and you help complete strangers. Why is this so important to you? I just really want to give back, like I said, and just to um, help others in the way that other people helped me. Yeah, it's so important to help others in need. But honestly, I think a lot of people wouldn't want to see a hospital again after being there so long. Tell us about your work with other children who are going through cancer treatments and why it's important to be with them during that time. It's obviously very scary, and it's just um, some things like I do the um, dance marathon, and that's just a fun thing that can kind of help. I think it's just really um, nice to make them have fun because all of them are kids and they still need to be a kid. Was there anyone who left an impression and really helped you get through those hard times when you were in treatment? One of our good family friends, he asked people instead of gifts to give him money to help my treatment. And I just think that's a really big, like, we all need to give back to other people and it'll end up paying off. So now for every birthday, she picks a cause. So one time I did, um, I collected books for the hospital or pajamas and stuffed animals. And so instead of getting presents for herself, she gets presents for the kids. And then we get to go up and take them and... They're so excited, and it's just, it's, we get more from giving than we ever would from receiving, and people showed us the way, and now we hopefully continue to to give back in ways that people gave to us. I hope that some of the kids that see me can know that, like, it's not always, you're not always going to be different. Some of the 
kids who are like going through the same thing, they think that they like look up to me. You serve such a huge role. And I'm sure you see that too, Amy, at the hospital, right? I talk to parents, new parents all the time um, who've, you know, just received a diagnosis. And, and what I've learned is that really above everything else, people just need someone to listen. And so I'm happy to, to serve in that role and to, to listen uh, when things don't make sense, but also to tell them that it won't always be this scary. I remember one time we had gone down to the beach and somehow somebody saw Grace outside and said, you know, does she have cancer? And I said, yes. And she said, my daughter um, had cancer and she's now 18. Uh, and just so you know, it, you won't think about it every day, one day. Like it won't be the first thing that comes to your mind in the morning. And I thought, you were crazy. Like it will always be the first thing that comes to my mind, but she's right. Um, you know, their joy does come in the morning. And even through the, we called it a crazy adventure because I didn't want, I don't know, you don't want your toddler saying she has cancer. So I said we were on a crazy adventure. And so even after the crazy adventure um, and through it, you know, you you see glimpses of, of hope and joy. And we just decided to be really, really positive all the way through. And I think it, I think it impacted how Grace did and how she feels about it now. There's so much different, like the way you hear the words, like you have cancer or you just have a crazy fight and adventure. And um, they just have such different like connotations. That's a big word. Um, but, but like, it's just, it's like the same concept. It's just how you view it. The kids are obviously like very scared. So it's the way you say things and the way you like ask questions really, really matters. Yeah, and how you handle things even now probably too. To flip the script a little and remain positive by saying everything can be a crazy adventure. That's powerful. And something that Dr. Maya Angelou taught us in her own story was the power of resilience. We talked about that a lot in our last episode. This is obviously a life-changing event. Do you feel that you can tackle almost anything now? I definitely feel stronger. And um, I think that it's just really cool to know how much I've grown and changed and, um, and recovered. You're amazing. Yeah. We, um, we talked a little bit about Dr. Angelo, and you had this connection with her. And really, I've never met anyone besides Oprah with that kind of connection to Dr. Angelo. So what does she mean to you? And maybe for people, especially your age, who might not know her work just yet, how do you explain her and that connection you had and her influence? She's just such a big role model. Everything she says is something to live by and her quotes and everything she says are just so helpful and they just make you think about like all the perspectives instead of just the bad. Perspectives are so important. And just to put yourself in someone else's shoes, which is what you do now, that's what makes the world a better place really. Resilience is a big theme in all of our lives right now with the pandemic. For those who are listening and going through a hard time, what advice would you give them? I think family and friends really help and they just, just finding your people and people that make you feel good and um, people that you can talk to. And like she said, that like that will listen. How have you been getting through the pandemic with your friends? I mean, you're, you're such a light to me right now because I've been a little ugh this week with all the news of the pandemic and I'm sure I'm not alone. 
So how have you been able to lift your friends up and stay positive throughout the pandemic? We actually did do card picnics for some of quarantine. And we put out like little um, blankets with three of my friends. And we would just like each sit on our own blankets or towels. And it was kind of fun because we could be still hanging out, but not together. And I think that just like little things we did like that, we could reintroduce during COVID. Yeah, we did a lot of those things too. It helps. I know you wrote a devotional. Um, Would you mind sharing a little bit of that with us now? Yes. Um, The last little paragraph is, on the way to my last chemotherapy, my mom asked, Grace, are you excited for your treatment to finally be over? I sang my response. I have peace like a river. I have love like an ocean. I have joy like a fountain in my soul. As Philippians verse 2, 18 reminds us, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. It's so beautiful. I think those words will lift so many people. Thank you for sharing. You're so talented, and I'm just really excited to see all that you're doing and all that you're going to do in the years to come. Okay, Grace, now it's on to the speed round. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and you can answer in just a few short words. What does the word grounded mean to you? That you're in trouble. (laughs) Have you ever been in trouble? Yes, but I've never actually been grounded. Wow, never been grounded? (laughs) My mom doesn't really like to ground. (laughs) (laughs) How do you funnel through or block out the noise, whether that's a phone notification or the voice of uncertainty that echoes in your head? I think just um, family and friends and just community. And um, sometimes my sisters can actually really help because they don't really understand. So they just kind of want to play all the time. That is such a lift. I see that with my two girls, too. If you had to sum up your purpose in five words or less, what would you say? Making a difference. I love that. And you already are. You're doing that at 13. Grace, you are wise beyond your years. And I learned so much from you today. Thank you both so much for joining us. Grounded on Purpose is produced by myself and Jess Alexi. Music by Jess Alexi and Mike Lexi. Thank you.